Congratulations, you found Tofty. Too old for that, yeah. I'm Karen Howie. And I'm Sue O'Brien. Tofty, Tofty, G-O-F-T-Y, Tofty, Tofty. Coming up in today's show, we'll be talking music, mischief and mayhem with professional singer Irene Bennett. Here's a little preview. Do you remember New Faces? You know, it was on Sunday night prime television. Well, back then, I think the application took three years to get through. (laughs) And and we all know, Susie, you and I, three years, a band doesn't even stay together for three years. That's (laughs) right. Okay, so this show came about because we were chatting about what it's like to live in the third age of our lives, the wonder years, the last leg, the era of the grey nomads, the time of seniors, uh, any number of negative synonyms. Well, there are some people who dwell on the negatives of getting older, don't they? They do. And... You know, there's all these synonyms that I've gone to all the trouble of getting, so I'm oh, going to say them. You better them. say them then. It's fading <laughs> and fermenting and grumbling and declining and seasoning. I like mm. that. And mallowing. Fermenting. Mm. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's. But then there's all these positive ones, you know, because there's things like wisdom and can I think of another one? <laughs> there must be more. There must be must, more must than be one. There must be more. Or, you know, we can make a good aging. cup of tea. You learn that when you, you age do. and how to interact with people and how to have fun. I think we've got a lot of those things on board with us. Exactly, Karen. So we're 65 years old. Oh, I know, but just 65 years old. And we just found we needed something creative to do, something to keep us excited. And so someone younger said, oh, what about a podcast? And we thought, yes, that'd be great. What is that? No, we do know what a podcast is. And we're just having a crack. And uh, we hope that some of you out there will enjoy our ramblings. Oh, absolutely, Sue. Yes. And I'm sure they will because they're not just ramblings. They're in segments. Oh, oh, yes. This segments. Show, yeah, there's segments. This show is going to be in three segments just so we can all follow it along. The first segment is Blabber Chat mm. and we're going to interview someone. We don't know who yet. But anyway, no, we no, do. It's oh, going do. to be my friend Irene Bennett. Oh, but that's we right. We can't give too much away. No, no, that's right. We actually did give a bit away at the start there. I did, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> See, we're we're amateurs, but we're becoming more professional as we go along. I'm sure we are. Anyway, section two is going to be the big brain bit because we think that, you know, there's a lot of expertise out there. There's a lot of ideas about um, ageing. There's a lot of ideas about what people are doing with their lives. And there's a lot of um, sort of research and stuff too. I'm a bit of a nerd about those sorts of things. Yes, it's good. I know. I'm I'm very nerdy. But on the other hand, it'll be really interesting. I'm sure there'll be lots of insights and there's going to be those aha moments. Oh, yes. You know, and people go, oh, I felt like that. And, and gee, someone's written a book about it. So um, that's the big brain bit. And then we go beyond the front door. Well, that could be anything. Oh, no, isn't that the best? I'm, yeah. I, I know this bit's really exciting because we do literally do anything and go anywhere and, and then we'll be anywhere. It's a total surprise. Mostly to us. <laughs> Exactly. And there's some really good things coming up in this particular episode. Yes, we're going into a backyard and I think it's almost time for our blabber chat segment. I feel a theme coming on. I feel a jingle in the air. Talk and talk about nothing at 
we certainly do have a guest and this is not a low budget show it's actually a no budget show and there are only two microphones so Karen is going to pass the baton to my wonderful friend professional singer and our first blabber chatter Irene Reeny Bennett's and of course here's a bit of canned applause Reeny. Rainy, so good to have you here. It's so lovely to be here, but it's a bit sad too because I have just arrived yesterday off the plane from up north. Oh, Queensland. Que- no, far north Queensland, in oh. fact, Palm Cove and Port Douglas. Oh, you poor And thing. you know, Susie, it was always so sad because years ago we used to laugh at those people that went up north. We did. We laughed at them, but now... I'm one of them. You're one of them. There are a lot of Escaping the Melbourne cold. That's it. Oh, my God. And I thought I would never be one of them. A bit like um, we always laughed at our parents falling asleep in front of the telly. And now I do that too. Have you got a blanket? A lovely a leopard skin one, actually. Ooh, designer. Designer leopard skin. So, yes. But I am I'm back in the land of the living, back oh, here. Oh, well, we're so glad you're here with us today. And I'm thrilled to be here. Hi, Karen. Hi. Now, Rini, you've had a career that spanned, can I say it, 40 years? You can, I'll allow you to say that. 40 years? I don't know where it's gone, but yes, 40 years. And we really want to know about how it all started. How did it start? Oh, goodness me. Well, basically I'd always wanted to sing, Susie, always. um, I can remember as a child, do you remember remember the old treadle sewing machine? Yes. Did your mum have one, Karen? Yes, and I don't know if you remember, but at the edge of the treadle sewing machines, it used to be things that I used to pretend was the keyboard. Oh. And I used to I used to play the end of the treadle and the pedals and dream that I one day would be a singer. But unfortunately, when I started singing at school, at um, Reservoir High School, I was the one that was told to shut up, you're too loud. Oh, I can't imagine that, Rooney. So I was confined to choruses and things like that, but that was okay. And then later on, um, when I started, I started in um, where I was at Reservoir High. Um, we were writing to theatre and, and musical productions, so we had a group called catchment players formed by ex-students at Reservoir High and I started doing some productions again. You're too loud. You've got it, got it toned down. I thought, oh, goodness, let's take some lessons. So I decided to have a few lessons. Maria was my singing lesson, my first singing. Anyway, Maria said to me, I've got a spot. I've got a spot for a vocalist to go on New Faces. Oh, Do you remember New Faces? Yes. You know, it was on Sunday night prime television. Well, back then, I think the application took three years to get through. <laughs> and, it, and we all know, Susie, you and I, three years, a band doesn't even stay together for three That's years. That's right. <laughs> so this, this person I knew, Paul, decided to put together a band and he wanted two backing vocalists, okay, to support his lead vocalist, Jeff. Anyway, so Maria said, I think you should do it. So I went along and I auditioned and did it and I was as nervous as all, you know what. Mm-hmm. I never and, – and the song we did was I wish those days could come back once more and I had to be that one. Yep. I had to be a shabop bop girl. Well, guess what? We were 13 piece, 13 or 15-piece band. And we won the grand final. Oh, along with, along with, do you remember? Oh, thank you. (laughs) Along with a guy that played the violin, Martin Lass. Do you remember him? Oh, see, you don't remember. He played the violin. So we drew, and we were both winners. But apart from whatever the prize money was, I think it was five hundred dollars or something. It was a pie three in one. 
Oh, pie stereo. A pie screen oh. one. And I thought, what were we going to do? One could take How the turntable, one could take Divide that between us. How many in the band? There was 13 or 14. 13. But they were very One could gen- have a leg. They were very generous because they decided to give one to Martin and one to us, right? Oh. So there you go. So that was it. So I actually had a little bit of credibility, shall I say, even though I was one of the two backing vocalists. So from that it went on to other things and I started being in bands, etc. and then reception band was down at the old Melbourne singing as the lead Yes, vocalist. I worked yes. there too. That was my first band and then um, decided I wanted to go into the world of covers and joined a band called Steelers. Do you remember Steelers? I do remember Steelers because I was in a band at the same time and it was like the bands were on a lazy Susan, you That's know, right. and they used to sort of rotate through the <laughs> through the venues in Melbourne remind but you me, never met each remind other. Remind me of the name of yours. No. Why? <laughs> <laughs> there were a few. <laughs> This is all about you, Rainy. I know, but I remember. Anyway, so I was in this band called Steelers and I've got to tell you about this wonderful, wonderful thing that happened to me. Okay, there I was. Okay, it was back in the days of wearing the leathers, you know, leather leather pants, you know, had this beautiful, I think you'd call it almost, is it cerise? Is that oh, that no, purple? purple yes, purple, yep. a beautiful cerise satin shirt. Gorgeous, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, of course, with a couple of buttons open because, you know, you, you had to get a little bit, you know, yeah. being the lead vocalist. Um, so there I was, and, and at the start of the last set, there we were at, now girls, you'll be thrilled to know the name of this place, the Altona Working Man's Club. Oh, well, Karen came from Altona. Oh. She lived in Altona. Do you know? Do you she remember worked the, there. At the Working Man's Club? Well, it was a Saturday night, and honestly, I thought we were bigger than Texas working there, and there we were at the Altona Working Man's Club, and the last set... We did about three sets. The last set, I'd be the groovy, you know, female singer that would stand next to the guy during the mixing desk because the two boys who had lead vocals would do that. Um, remember the song Easy Lover? Oh, yes. Phil Collins Phil and Phil Collins, Bally. yep. Okay, they'd do that and I'd just be at there, you know, and everyone would see me. Well, this lovely gentleman decided to walk straight past and throw up all over me. <laughs> The cerise blouse. On the cerise. It was gone. The cer- Luckily, one of the girlfriends and one of the boys let me her top and I had to go back on. But that was not the humiliation. It was not the, the person throwing up. It was disgusting, right? Disgusting. But the worst thing was getting back on stage and all of a sudden the guy singing, Chuck is in love. Oh, I mean, we've got a new name for you. You're now called Chuck a car. So, you know, the Chuck jokes happened. So, And how did you go getting the carrot out of the mixing desk? Oh, it was all over Tweezers. the mixing desk, I tell you. It was disgusting. Oh. So I would say, I don't know whether you call it, but maybe one of the highlights of my, yes. um, my covers band. Anyway, and then after covers bands, like all of us, we got a bit sick of doing that. And I thought, let's start a little, maybe a piano bar. Piano bar was big. Do you remember that, Karen? It was being big in years in the, was it the late 80s, Susan? Late 80s, early 90s, Burks, Brasseries. Every pub put a piano in. That's right. And that's when I met the lovely Susie here. And we became best mates and we started um, doing um, a duo called Double Fantasy. Yes, I know. (laughs) Yes. No, but it was the name. It was the name of John Lennon's album. But it did sound like a massage parlour. It did. It did. (laughs) And do you remember when we had business cards You're printed? You're talking about that event. Oh, that well, can we talk about that event? I think I, we should. I digress. But, well, we had business cards printed and we started getting a couple of naughty phone calls. But, but can I tell you the problem was that we didn't actually say what we did. It just said, well, it did, it said double fantasy dynamic entertainment. <laughs> it did, that's right. No mention 
of music. So right. I had one of these phone calls and I hung up straight away, but Rini had – and I said to Rini – Now, can I tell you what – excuse me, can we go you're back talking about the whistle? Before the whistle, this person, right, called a hollow sexy, right? Mm-hmm. So this one says, oh, uh, this is an indecent call and hung up, right? <laughs> I then get the same person, right, who <laughs> I end up talking to for five minutes before realising it was an obscene phone call. <laughs> that was the difference. But Susie was married back then. I, was I still am, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. I still yeah, are. That's right. that's right. So it was one of those things that I was, I thought it was a friend of mine. But also I said to Randy, I just can't work out how this would be. I've only given out like two or three cards and I know who they've gone to. And I said, Randy, how many have you given out? And oh. One or two, three or four, five hundred, six hundred, hundred. Well, it was the first time in my life. Business card was a pretty exciting thing it to have back then. It was. It cost a lot of money. You know, it was. It was a lot. But the funny time. thing was that, that the way we were going to get this particular person, we call him the Phantom Phoner, okay, yes. was a whistle, right? Oh, a whistle. Oh. So mm. I was told to have a whistle near the phone, as was you. Is that mm-hmm. right? That's right, I did. And I was living at home with my, my beautiful mother at the time and the phone rang. There was no whistle. My mum, I said to mum, where is it? She goes, I just thought they'd put it away in a cupboard. And I said, mum, it's not going to work. I can't say to the phantom phone, hang on a second while I go and grab the whistle to blow it. <laughs> but Susie, much more experienced than I. Oh, no, thank you. Had the whistle right there near the phone. Ready to go. Ready to go. I blew and the he, pee out of that whistle. And he never rang back. No. What a shame. Ready to go. So those were the days and it was great. It was piano bar. Um, it was fabulous. It was oh, terrific. we had some fantastic times. Fantastic times. Rini, thank you so much for coming in today. Why don't you stick around because we're going into our big brain bit and anything could happen. Even though the grey matter might be shrinking, it's a good idea to keep on thinking. And this is it. The big brain bit. Okay, so in this segment of the show, the big brain bit, we're inviting you to think about the deeper stuff that really matters to you in this third age of your life. Rini just gloriously shared with us some of her musical escapades and you noticed, Sue, that she didn't mention active wear. That's right. I think she wanted to, but we wouldn't let her. No. Uh, and she didn't mention parrots or salamanders. No, no, either. no. 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 And she didn't mention buying an organic toaster. No. Uh, or how to remove those annoying little, you know, those little balls of fluff the that pill, get on your under pilling. The pilling. Yeah, of woolen jumpers. I'm sick of buying wool. Oh, I won't go on about that, but you buy wool and jumpers and pay a lot of money for them because they're wool and then they go ballistically, especially the underarms. Now, now Rooney wants to jump in. Have you ever had that problem? Well, actually, can I tell you that you could actually get a USB charging D-pillar? Oh, my God. Now, you're probably asking why would I know that, but I I have had the occasional pilling problem. Also, a bit of alliteration, a pilling problem. problem, Yes, particularly with my my sofa. Oh. Yes, I had some pilling. Were you allowed to mention that name? I don't know. Well, it was a sofa. But did you know what – I'll tell you something really useful here. What creates pilling on your sofa is when you put a throw on it, okay, 
and you sit on it, right, and the two materials touch each other, it creates billing. Well, hang on. Did you know that? When Are you, you sit supposed on to your actually throne? sit on a throw? Well, it... occasionally I do. You do? I okay. do, you know. <laughs> well, but now you know that you're Now you know, a... do not sit on a throw. Because you'll have a permanent pilling problem. On your <clears throat> sofa. The big brain bit. I'm just going to bring you back on track here, Karen. Oh, yeah. The big brain bit. Oh, this is the intelligent bit, isn't it? Okay. Okay. Uh, This is supposed to be the intellectual bit, drilling down into what really matters to carry this life into our later years. The essential elements, the purpose, ideas, values and creativity you need. How do we nourish our lives and keep our inquiring minds bumping on sunsets? I thought a lot about this and realised I had to do something that will really challenge me. And so, Sue... I went off to art class. I know you did and you've loved it. I have ever since. Here's the things that can get your mind going and I have not done any art. And you know the question that people always ask me is, oh, are you really good at art? I think I did that. I said, oh, <laughs> art, oh, you, I didn't know you were really good at art and I went to school with you. That's right. And you see, that's what people do. So and people feel intimidated and don't do things. I'm really a firm believer in this and this is why this is all in the big brain bit. Mm. The... Things I discovered doing art amazed me. But with my art class, the other thing was when the art teacher put on Albatross by Fleetwood Mac Mm. and we had this giant piece of paper and we had to sweep our hands across with our brushes, not just our hands. Well, Mm. sometimes I use my hand too and anything actually. My art is very unusual. I do like to use... (laughs) Kitchen utensils. That's right. I love them. They're the best of all. And wonderful thing is that... That the freedom that welled up in me and the, this, the sense of this glorious mess that I produced and then took home and showed my family. But so, I think that your first effort was a bird. Yes, it was. It was the fat bird. Um, I did think in an effort to think when I was going to class that I had to teach myself to do something because, again, I felt compelled that I was supposed to be good at art. So, so even I though tried it was to, a beginner's class, you thought you, you should have lessons to learn that's right. how to draw first before you went to that's the beginner's exactly class. That's exactly right. Right. <laughs> exactly right. I thought Logical. I had to. Be, I thought I had to um, have some talent before I got there. So I tried to draw this bird, and it's the ugliest, fattest thing you've ever seen. And <laughs> that's my family just couldn't believe it. We had jokes for many years about the fat bird. People have given me fat birds. People have given me presents of birds. But I'm, you know, the fat bird. I'm, I'm over the fat bird. So what I'm saying is, get out there, try something new. Perfect segue into beyond the front. Door. Yeah. You've got a big smart telly and pay TV and a very, very comfy chair. But sometimes the walls, they start closing in and there's a world of adventures out there. You want to do more, you want to see more Then you've got to go beyond the front door Well Karen, we're getting out of our very comfortable armchairs and going beyond the front door. Where are we off to today? Well Sue, we are travelling along the long road, Geelong Road actually, down past Lara and mm. Avalon and mm. Little River and we're going to a lovely quarter-acre suburban block on a bayside suburb. 
Rose and Izzy live there. Oh, lovely. And they live in this palatial chook house. They're chickens. Yes. Right, okay. And, and um, the chook house is modelled on a French chateau. Of course it is. On wheels. On wheels. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And this is all true. And they have this special ornate timepiece that opens the doors at 7am in the morning and shuts them at 7pm at night. Of course. They've got a job to do. Yeah. They've got yeah. to be in there laying eggs mm-hmm. um, overnight and not being eaten by the foxes that do roam around this area. Right. So, um, yeah, so that they are really, really happy chickens. You may wonder why I'm talking about <laughs> this. <laughs> I've known you 50 years, Karen. Nothing surprises me. No, you know what? Because, well, these chooks are great company. Mm. Um, Rose and Izzy enjoy sitting on the couch. Hang on, the couch. Yes. (laughs) They come inside and they really keep um, Mark company. Um, uh, (laughs) I I think you've just changed someone's name there, Karen. It's not really Mark. (laughs) I know. Why did I do that? Very discreet. (laughs) I'm trying to be discreet. It's Cam, really. Oh, so okay. Cam, you know, Cam Mark. Mark. Well, well, you know, this this podcasting business is very interesting. <laughs> I'm realising this because, you know, who's who anyway in the world? <laughs> it's very deep, this, this section. No, well, anyway, back to Rose and Izzy. Rose and Izzy are real and, they, and so is Cam and they keep him company. He, they enjoy TV. Hang on, wait, so the chickens, oh, just catching up here, the chickens are in the house. Yes. So ha, what does a chicken do in that? Do, yes, so they put their feet up, pour a Shiraz, maybe <laughs> That's exactly enjoy right. a Netflix show. Well, well, you know, you you don't want to go too silly on this, Sue, really. No, no because, you know, they, they are there on the couch. They do like to go into the kitchen and watch Cam cook. Oh, um, you right. know, Yeah, they really enjoy yeah. that part because he throws things at them. <laughs> On the floor. And then then they just go back outside again and go back in. But, he, you know, he does corral them out in time for their getting inside back into their house. Right. He's, he's very organised. I'm, I'm yes. just still with the chickens back in. On the couch? Inside. Oh, oh, I just had a deja vu. When you find yourself in danger, when you're threatened by a stranger, when it looks like you would take, take a, a lick and... Remember that? Super yes, chicken. Super oh, chicken. Oh, yeah. Do you know you can actually Google episodes? Of Super Chicken. Super Chicken and Fred. Oh, Fred. And Fred was the sidekick, Super Chicken's sidekick. (laughs) And talking about cartoons back in the day, and I know I'm going away from the chickens, but the other night my husband and I were sort of watching TV and throwing the remote between each other and trying to decide what to watch. And we accidentally landed on The Bachelor. Sure. And there was a woman on The Bachelor and she's probably a very nice person, but she had so much stuff injected into her lips the lips had their own postcode. They were so big. And I said to my husband, that's like a clutch cargo mouth. You know, and he said, what's clutch cargo? <gasps> Didn't he know? He had no idea oh. about clutch cargo. I mean, I had brothers. Did you watch clutch cargo? I loved crutch, clutch, clutch, <laughs> clutch cargo. I clutch cargo. <laughs> no, that was somebody else. I liked clutch cargo. I know. He was... He was very funny. Wasn't he a big sort of character? Yeah, with but the remember big, yeah. they had the yeah, big, they didn't they, have mouths. They had no, smudges that that's, moved. That's, so that's what mm. these lips reminded me of. Anyway, oh. we'll go back to the two chickens. Yeah, Izzy and Rose. And yeah. they're inside. Now, I know what chickens do a lot of. Yeah. Poo. So, yes, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, they've got nappies on. Of course they have. They've got. Chook nappies. Yeah, chook nappies. That's, I didn't know that was a thing. It is a thing. Um, I didn't know either and um, I suppose that's why they're in this segment <laughs> because really there's some 
very interesting people out there and some very interesting chickens. And but I'm, um, you know, there, there was a confession from Cam. He doesn't think they work too well. Oh. <laughs> so I think Cam's going for ditching the chook nappies, which is always, which is going to be a further concern for me. Oh. But anyway, yes, um, we cover everything. In we the do, show. and we that do. was our first backyard. And that was our first backyard. And you, we'll, we are going to visit other backyards and beyond the front door. I mean, we will go further than people's backyards. Well, hopefully. Hopefully, but, you know, the the things that you find out. Yes, so much to discover. Yeah. It's hard to believe, Karen, but that's it for our first show. We hope that you'll join us for episode two of Tofty. Too old for that. Yeah. Yeah. Where we continue our conversation with Irene Bennett. She'll be talking about how she turned her passion for singing into a profession and about giving back. We'll have the big brain bit and we'll be going beyond the front door. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Next time. Yay! Bye! Bye! Tofty, Tofty, T O F T Y, Tofty, Tofty, Two of Black and another love. Quack, 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 qu